Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Last night, Governor Gavin Newsom issued a state of emergency for 13 California counties in response to the winter storms. The governor also activated the California National Guard to support relief operations. San Bernardino County is covered by the governor's declaration. There, residents and mountain communities are still trapped in their homes after more than seven feet of snow has fallen over the last few days. Most roads aren't passable and around the clock plowing is underway. Plowing is going to continue over the course of the next several days, upwards of a week, back into some of our communities. That's Don Rao, chair of the San Bernardino County Board of Supervisors. Our county fire and sheriff and public works crews can deliver medicine and food to those that are still homebound. We know that roofs are starting to collapse. We have elevated this situation into a unified command with all of our emergency cooperators and every available resource that we have at the county and the state that they can provide will be thrown at this incident. County Sheriff Shannon Dykus says his deputies have conducted 17 search and rescue operations. A couple of those notable events were in Big Bear, a couple of off-roaders were stuck on some of the back forestry roads, and we had to use off-road vehicles that are situated with tracks to be able to go in and get them and rescue them. Also in Big Bear, we had four skiers go into a prohibited area on the back side of the mountain, and we conducted a large-scale operation, and we're not able to get any of those folks off the mountain until 2 a.m. in the morning. In other storm news, one of the state's most important transportation arteries, the Grapevine on Interstate 5 north of Los Angeles, is now open in both directions. That stretch of the I-5 had been closed because of storm conditions. And rangers in Yosemite National Park say they have a big job ahead of them as they try to reopen the park, which remains closed because of snow and weather conditions. Scott Gediman is a Yosemite spokesperson. So we're trying to get roads cleared. Power is out in a lot of areas in the park. We need to get vendors in to bring food and supplies, gasoline and propane. So it's just a day-to-day situation, and we're doing the best we can to literally dig ourselves out. And Gediman says that Yosemite evacuated all visitors to the park before the closure on Saturday. And so far, there have been no reports of injuries or accidents. Looking ahead, Gediman says there are some concerns about flooding, especially as the weather warms and the snow melts. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of The Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, 
entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Let's turn to health care. In the Central Valley, Madera Community Hospital closed at the end of last year after struggling with low medical insurance repayments and a shortage of nursing staff. But hospital leaders hope it's not too late to restore the facility's services. KVPR Sarith Hawk toured the shuttered hospital. Here's her report. Just off Highway 99 in Madera, the county's only general hospital sits dark and quiet in a vast, empty parking lot. The signage already stripped off the front of the building leaves a scar where the name Madera Community Hospital hung for just over 50 years. I'm standing at the entrance to the emergency room. Hospital CEO Karen Palinelli is there to lead me inside. So this is our waiting room, as you can see. Uh, the dark room is lined with rows of empty chairs. This is our triage area. These are our triage rooms here and there, so our nurses come get the patient. They but there are no nurses coming and no patients to serve. Computer monitors are powered down. Hospital beds are frozen in time. You know, I've worked here for 35 years, and I've never seen this ER empty. Every footstep echoes in the silence. Palinelli says about 100 patients a day used to come to the ER, patients who've now had to seek services elsewhere since the hospital closed in late December. So our radiology department got remodeled. And she unlocks actually... the door to a brand new area for radiology services. It has x-ray rooms and a brand new CT scanner, which is similar to an MRI machine. Doctors use it to diagnose diseases as well as determine treatment options. Just two days before it was ready for use, the hospital closed down. It's devastating, really. This is the only CT scanner in our county. The closest hospital is now 20 miles away in Fresno. We just need to open the doors and, uh, you know, start up the operations again. Finding a solution hasn't been easy. Hospital board chair Deidre De Silva joins us on the tour. She says the priority is finding a financial partner who can restart operations or bring back the health care services themselves. But in order for that to happen, we need a large cash infusion. Um, then we're going to also try to go for private donations, see if we can maybe get it open in a limited capacity. The final option for Madera Community Hospital is bankruptcy and liquidation. But that's a last resort and one that hospital leaders are holding off as long as possible. Is there a cutoff date to where you will need to absolutely file for bankruptcy and there's no other option? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. We're close to that. And honestly, you know, if, if we can't quickly do something and the state can't step in and help us get this hospital back open, uh, it might be an impossible uh, to open it if we can't find a partner. The hospital has a fully operational facility and many assets, nearly 40 acres of property as well as equipment. But right now, without any services, it's costing roughly $900,000 a month just to maintain the hospital's skeleton operations, like cleaning, security, and accounting. If there's any chance of reopening this facility, we have to maintain it. Palinelli says the hospital's tight-knit community of medical providers was like a family, and the day they had to close, how do, you, how do you tell your employees you're closing your doors? 
and they're not going to have a job. It's very difficult. Yeah, this is yeah, it was awful. But she's not given mm-hmm. up hope, and neither has De Silva. You know, the pressure and has just been intense. Um, but we're not giving up. We're going to get there. We're going to get this place back open, and we're going to see these halls full again. They say every day Madera Community Hospital stays closed, the harder it will be to reopen. For the California Report, I'm Sarith Hawk. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Healthcare, where their greatest reward is a healthy patient. Paint Care, now with 846 drop-off sites in California, where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better. On the web at schmidtfutures.com. And that's this edition of the California Report for Thursday, March 2nd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening and have a great morning. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.